Hello and welcome to Net Zero for Nothing, the podcast from the National Home Improvement Council, connecting industry, government and householders on the pathway towards zero carbon homes. I'm your host, Anna Scothan, Chief Executive of the NHIC, and in this episode of Net Zero for Nothing, we're meeting Anthony Olied, the 2021 LABC President. LABC are a member of the NHIC, and in this member series, we'll get to know better the thought leaders and inspirational people from across the home improvement sector. The NHIC represents the whole repair, maintenance and home improvement sector, from product manufacture, design, specification, install, insurance, certification and consumer protection, contributing billions to the UK economy and investing over a million hours of CPD training each year. NHIC members are improving the nation's homes together. So let's get into today's episode of the podcast by welcoming Anthony, President of Local Authority Building Control. Welcome, Anthony. Good afternoon. Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining us. Um, and as we come to the end of what's been a really busy couple of years for you as President of the LABC, um, but that isn't your day job, is it? You're also Building Control Manager at London Borough of Hillingdon. Um, so before we get into hearing all about the great work you've done as LABC president, can you tell me how you got into working in building control? Interesting question. And um, I get I get asked that quite a lot. Um, and in short, my father, he was a, he was a he was a mechanic. He's retired now. Um, and I've always wanted to do a job, seeing my dad work with his hands. I've always wanted to do a job with my hands um, and not a job that was in the office, office based, although I'm office based now, um, office based all the time. So it was all about seeing something being built. My dad used to build engines and stuff like that. Um, and he inspired me to get into construction. I wasn't keen on um, fixing cars, the engines, the oil, oil and getting my hand, hands dirty. So I, I sort of looked up and saw. Um, I did a, a HND in construction, and that's where it all started. My HND in construction basically got me got me into the what well, well, knowing about the construction industry, and then I'm gonna work my way through um, with a degree um, in civil engineering. Looked for a job, um, found a job as a trainee building control su surveyor. When I just saw the word building in there. Um, applied for it. That was at Hartsmere Borough Council as a trainee building control surveyor. And I basically then went through the levels as a trainee building control surveyor with Hartsmere Borough Council, which is now Hart's part of Hart's building control. And basically, that's how I basically got into the industry and worked my way through the levels there. I've worked for about four different local authorities, um, Islington, Hartsmere I've mentioned, Hillingdon I'm at now, um, and Harrow, and Harrow building control. And, and building control is such an important part of the house building and repair maintenance in home improvement sector. And, and you really are there to help and support householders and, and builders. Um, and the presidency of LABC is an honorary position. Is that is that correct? Correct. Yes. Very proud to very, very, very proud to hold that post. 
Yeah, for sure. And you took over in 2019. Um, mm -hmm. And forgive me, because I'm going to read this, because I, I read it on the <laughs> LAD website um, about it. So you, you, want, you had a focus on ensuring that all LABC members were aware of the many initiatives and consultations that LABC are involved in. For example, in fire safety, quality management and competency, with a view to ensuring buildings are, that are delivered are safe, accessible and sustainable as regulations change and technology improves. So as your presidency comes to an end this year, how has it gone? Well, that's a really interesting question. And as, as we all know, and, and those that have listened, we've just gone through, we are still in a global, a global pandemic. So unfortunately, the actual presidency itself was was has been hampered with with, with COVID nineteen, um, and this has not helped in what I would have liked to have achieved. Um, I had many things planned, um, but when COVID struck and the lockdown came in, um, there was very little that I could have done physically. Um, to support LABC members and, and, and other people in the industry. So what I did oftentimes do... oftentimes the presidents sorry. go, they go round and about the country, don't they, and visit all the different building control Correct. areas. And, and there's just no way that you could have done that in the pandemic. Not at all. So what I did do, I know, is in terms of how did it, my presidency go, I, I took to social media. And I used social media as my forum to get my messages across, um, especially with the... Um, the charity that I was that I'm supporting, I used social media quite a lot because that was all I had left to do. For sure, for sure. And and you mentioned the charity that you're supporting. Um, that's the Construction Youth Trust, who yes. help improve social mobility in the construction and built environment sector. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that? I'd love to hear more about the work that they do. Yes, um, Construction Youth Trust, as you mentioned in, 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 in your short little introduction there, fantastic charity. And what they do is they support um, young, young, young kids, male and female, um, of all different uh, backgrounds, um, and encourage them into the world of work. So they go into schools, they go into colleges, and they even take on um, <clears throat> youngsters that are hard to reach um, and, and, and support them and, and encourage them um, into the world of construction in the built environment sector. Um, I've done a lot with them, including um, some going into, I've been into schools with them, been into colleges, um, spoken, talked to, and this was before lockdown, obviously. <laughs> this was before the lockdown. Of course. Um, I went into schools and colleges um, and, and, and basically encouraged kids um, uh, to show them that if I can get to where I am, there's no reason why they can't. Um, there's, they, they've got so much. They've, they've got so much material construction. You trust um, I'd hope that as part of this, maybe you may um, on on show put the website out for them, so members can go and have a look and see what they for do. For sure, we will definitely do that. Absolutely. And the, the great thing about construction youth trust and the support that I and one of the things that was key for me in my presidency, as well as well as all the other policy stuff, was basically trying to show. Uh, the younger generations out there that as a trying to be a role model basically to them um, and show them that a person of myself an ethnic minority can get to the position that I am and and, and make and make it in the world of work especially in the construction industry which is has a very stereotypical um, uh, point of view about it um, 
Yeah, and one of the things that we've heard from every single one of the guests that I've spoken to on the podcast is that they all got in it through very different ways. So mm. there, there wasn't a, um, you know, traditional do your GCSEs, do your A-levels, get a degree in engineering, become a uh, somebody in construction. There, mm. there isn't, there isn't, I haven't yet met one person that's yep. sort of done that traditional route in people, you know, I came in through materials science, um, yep. through the cement and concrete sector, um, people uh, uh, with uh, dyslexia have, have come in through an apprentice route yes. um, and yes. got very senior roles in construction influencing government policy. Um, and it, and it really is the sort of industry that if you just, knuckle down the world yep. you're you the world you 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 I was going to say the world you're lobster but that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know because it and it, it it really doesn't and I started um gosh back in the late 90s say in cement and concrete and obviously I was um a, a fresh graduate yep woman young woman yep. in yep. the cement and concrete world yep and and Never once, and I have to say this in all honesty, Anthony, never once did I experience sexism. Okay. If you could do the job, yes. you did the job. Yes. And that and that yes. was genuinely what it was like. Yes, yes, yes. The other thing I, I enjoy about the construction industry, and especially building control, and it's it's it aligns to, to, to yourselves, is is actually seeing people's homes from what was what what was a effectively a building site to to the to, to the improvements that have carried out, whether it be it knocking out a wall or taking out a chimney breast or building an extension, you know, we go, we first of all see the drawings and then we go along and we speak with the architects and we see it being built. So, and then, it, then you see it at the end as well. So you see the whole improvement of these people's homes from start to finish. And, that, and, and then knowing that you as an individual or building control surveyor or surveyor has had an input into this person's home and, and at the end, you're giving them this completion certificate at the end to say it's complete, it meets the building regulations, it's, it complies. There's a sense of an achievement and reward in that. So I, I, I love that. absolutely love that. Definitely. And it's, it is their home. And, and because it's where we spend a third yes. of our time as a minimum, more now with people working from home, um, it's people's quality of life, isn't it? And, Correct. And, and when you're looking at... Um, as we do at the National Home Improvement Council, we we principally focus on home improvement. Um, and, and oftentimes it's a really daunting um, space to be in as a householder, because mm -hmm. as a regular householder, you're not an expert necessarily mm -hmm. in your home. You're not an expert in building and an expert in glazing technologies or what's possible. And so having resources like building control to yes. be able to talk to. Yes. I mean, our key objective in building control. I want to say to my staff, my staff is, anyway, I generally put this out a lot on my on my social media posts. Public safety, um, and that's including homeowners as well. So yeah, it's just being being a part of that that process, whether it's your home or it's a, it's a new, new new block of flats or new housing. The sense of achievement and or the, or the reward of being involved in it is it's just it's fantastic, and I. And I just love it. Yeah, <laughs> I just love what absolutely. I, do. I love what and, I do. And it, your passion is infectious as well. And, and I think a lot of people in construction, you know, 
not very many people leave construction once they're in. Mm. Um, mm. And that's because the sense of pride and achievement that you get out of being yes. involved in an amazing industry that builds yes. things, repairs things, genuinely Correct. makes people's lives better um, is, is important. So talk to me a little bit about um, the average day of a building control officer. What sort of, oh. What does it look like? I mean, I could tell you already for today, today was not an average day. We had a dangerous structure, which um, you're all aware of, which you're aware about. Um, we had a, an incident where, where, where uh, we had, a, we had, a, we had a, a collapse of a, of, a, of, a, of a building. It wasn't that bad, thankfully. But if I can talk to you about an average day of a building control survey would be um, in the morning, uh, you get yourself ready for setting up yourselves for your, 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 your inspections. My surveyors generally carry out between seven and seven and eight inspections a day. Um, so that, that they'll be preparing themselves for that first thing in the morning, have a going through the site notes, checking everything's all correct. Um, we also check plans. We'd also be checking the plans, uh, make sure there's compliance there. Um, obviously then there's the going out on site, visiting, visiting the site inspections, doing our site inspections and stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, it's always writing up your site notes and addressing your emails and things like that. The world for Hilling and Building Control, and I'm sure for many of us now, has slightly changed because we're now, um, whereas we used to come into the office, have, that, have, have some discussions, then we'd go out on site and then we'd come back to the office and have discussions and write our site notes, et cetera, et cetera. But obviously we're living in, in the global pandemic period at the moment and a lot of us are, are are working remotely so we're not that that sort of social interaction doesn't happen has, has not happened as much as as much as it would have beforehand so most of this stuff is especially happening from home isn't it we're doing all our stuff from home then we're going out to site and then we're coming back to the coming back home and and and, and doing our things our, our, our paperwork there but what i do do with my my team in particular is every day at half past three we would have a um what we work on teams we'd have a teams call and basically just discuss our day if there's any particular issues that we have that we've found that that we've discovered during the day we discuss it amongst ourselves for about 20 minutes half an hour however long we do that at the end of the day yeah and i want to come on to that actually um i'll make a note but i i mean how cool is it going out and doing seven or eight sounds a lot to me but <laughs> seven or eight inspections so you're getting out you're seeing different sites different projects mm -hmm. different people mm -hmm. you know yep. one one thing will be new build another thing yep. will be retrofit something else will yep. be commercial some you know Correct. all the different aspects of construction really yes. varied and interesting yes yes I, I i do say to my team that our eyes and minds we take in so much because from those seven inspections you can just imagine the the, the variety of information that we would see and people we would meet um, in that in that day, it's just it's fantastic. It's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. To, it's a lot to take in, and then a lot to do. And it's great to hear that you have your daily catch ups with your team because I yes. imagine that mental health um, issues Correct. within building control, especially because of the responsibility that, that, that your uh, staff have, that building control officers around the country have. Um, how, how is that managed? Um, do you get support from um, LABC generally as a national organisation or is it is it very much sort of dealt with at a local level? 
It's very much dealt with at a local at a local level, Anna. And we started the, the what we call the daily catch-ups. We started it from the right at the beginning of the of the lockdown because we thought, well, we're not going to see each other, and if anything, let's, I I put this in as a as a daily thing to do right at lockdown one to just basically have twenty minutes or half an hour, or even ten minutes, Anna, just have a chat amongst ourselves at towards the end of the day. How was how was your day been? You know, because we weren't seeing each other. We were told to go home. Mm. No one, no one could go into the office. So we just, we started this where I said, look, we'll just have a talk at the end of the day. Anything, even if it's anything. And it's now, it's now been, <clears throat> excuse me, it's now been built into our daily routine. And it's just a way of just us just speaking to each other, discussing any, any, any issues we have or had on site. And the brilliant thing with technology nowadays is we take pictures, we take videos, we share it on the screen, we talk about it. And things like that, and then we and then we deal with it that way. So it's been it's for, for your men for the mental health. It's been really really important. And this yes, no no. And I think actually you know it's it's about finding those silver linings off of the back yes. of COVID, isn't it? And and yes. thinking what's worked really well. And because yes. digital communications has just become the mainstream, it allows you to have that regular touch base with your teams and to share things and for them to support each other and have that peer-to-peer support as well and and know that it's 20 minutes of having a cup of tea you can have a bit of a moan if you want to get it off your chest you know brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah yeah and my team as as um (laughs) if i don't think we've got a day as well one or two days have gone when we when we when we haven't done it for meetings or whatever various reasons but when we then catch up the following day or next day afterwards they're so they, they absolutely enjoy it and they, they it's really good for them so that's really really helped us get through get through covid and get the job done at the same time um and one of the things i would like to mention is that one and this is a key point i'd like to mention is that throughout covid the whole of throughout the whole of the pandemic when we were right, right inside it building control still kept going yep absolutely you weren't given no no one in construction was given key worker status officially but we were all still keeping working and um, yeah and how how was that for you um it was it was strange um we had to in Hillingdon anyway specifically we had to and I'm going to use the word risk assess our site inspections because obviously you have to be careful of um, going into people's properties and COVID-19 etc things like that so there was a there was a risk assessment done in terms of what we should what we will visit and what we will not visit and how we would deal with it so um, that's how we we dealt with the whole situation of through the lockdown when we can it was risk assessing uh, uh, site inspections that was mainly to do with structure and fire, 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 fire safety and, and structural side of things were the key things that we, we decided that we will inspect. Other things we said, take a photograph, send it in, we'll review it and things like that. That's how we dealt with it. Yeah, for sure. Well, that sounds very pragmatic. And you're absolutely right. It, you know, I can remember people saying, oh, it's lovely being on, you know, and you sort of think, oh, when's the break coming? Um, but we, we, <laughs> <laughs> lockdown's ended and, and we've just sort of, mm. you know, we, I, I won't say we've picked up where we left off, but we didn't leave off. We just, you know, just yes. kept on going. Um, Correct. But it's, it's all good stuff. And and can anybody be a building control officer? I'm, I'm going to answer that question with a, with a carefully and say no. Um, I, there's, a, there's, a, there's an element of training because um, competence is a huge thing. 
um, in our industry now. So not anybody can be a building control surveyor. There is training that you need to do an LABC and have got lots and lots and lots of material on training and stuff like that. So, but yes, yeah, it's, 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 if you wanted to, if any of, any of the members or listeners would like to get into building control, um, apprenticeships, there's lots of apprenticeship routes now that are out there that could take you through. Um, and, and then you start from there and work your way through. Um, I do, we do know of um, um, uh, individuals that come off the tools. When I say the tools, carpenters, bricklayers and stuff like so on and so forth. They sometimes, they would like to come into the industry. Again, they can go through the apprenticeship route to get in, but there is a lot of training involved. I, I wouldn't say anybody can can become a building control surveyor. Well, it's it's a responsible job, isn't it? And as, as we said, you could be seeing any type of construction at any Absolutely. stage and you've, yeah. you've got to know your onions. You have to. Absolutely, yeah. Anna. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I wonder if you could help explain to listeners. So again, I'm thinking about home improvement and a mm-hmm. householder that wants to get an extension done or um, something that's going to require sign off. Yes. Um, and the difference between building control and um, an installer or um, technician that's a member of a competent person scheme who's able okay. to self-certify. So yes. how? what's the difference and yes. how should a householder sort of navigate that? Okay. Um, LABC, LABC has a lot of information on, uh, on the website with regards to what, what we do and, 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 the, and, and the role of building control the competent person scheme. If I can try and break it down very, very, very briefly, um, Competent person scheme. If you take, for example, electrics, um, if you're if, if the electrician is a member of NICE or NAPIT or one of the competent person scheme, they will do that work and notify them. Um, and that that part of the work we don't really need to inspect because it's been it's been done by by an approved body or an approved person, a member of a competent person scheme, and they and they we don't necessarily need to check that work. Any other, any other, any other things that are not part of the competent person scheme. So your foundations, your 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 your, your brickwork, your timber work, your steels that are going in, your walls that are being knocked up, knocked down. We would check that and look at that because there, there is a competent person scheme for for that particular element of the work. Does that sort of make sense? It does make sense because it it. I think sometimes it can be a bit confusing, and especially yes. if um, a, a builder might not necessarily um, be a member of a competent person scheme and they might sort of say oh you don't want to tell building control or we don't want to get Mm -hmm. them involved because it adds complexity or cost or something like that but actually you either want to make sure you're using somebody that's a member of a competent person scheme because you know that they're going to be properly trained accredited and supported and you've got recompense if anything does go wrong you've got um, a guarantee there connected with it but also, as you said, where there isn't a competent person scheme, you do want to get building control advice because they can yes. help you make sure yes. that you do it right and that yes. your outcome is, is, is proper. Yes, yes. Our job, our role is compliance. Mm-hmm. Compliance with the building regulations. So compliance with the building regulations means your house or the individual's property 
is, is, is complies and that's what we're there for yeah and of course i mean building regulations they don't change massively frequently but they are always being updated and yes. changed and especially with um safety and building Correct. safety and carbon um yes. And, yes. And, you know all your different parts that are associated with home uh, efficiency of your home yes. and those sorts of things they are always being updated and and it's hard for builders to keep on top of that and Correct. whereas your building control surveyors are you know that's that's their meat and potatoes correct yep yep constantly um constantly being trained constantly um courses attending courses cpd courses and things like that a lot of building control surveyors are members of various professional bodies and required to quite to carry out a certain number of hours of cpd so you know there's a lot of information that we're taking in we're learning each and every day you're a great resource out there and we we should you know we we uh, need to be making sure that we're using you. So you. I have a final question. Every every guest gets asked this question. Okay. Um, the podcast is called um, Net Zero for Nothing. Yes. And I ask everybody, what can listeners do from today, um, either for nothing or less than £100, that's going to make a huge impact on beginning to prepare their home for a low carbon future? Let's, okay, that's a really interesting question. And the biggest thing that we always keep talking, less than hundred pounds, which is not a lot of money in, in the grand scheme of things, but there's things that you can do that I can think of now, which is very simple. And this is gonna be an obvious one, but I'm gonna say it, and that's putting insul um, uh, loft, uh, insulation within your loft void, in your loft, put some insulation in your loft. And insulating off because we all know heat escapes through the, through the through the goes up and it escapes. A lot of properties we go to has got you know uh, has got no insulation in the loft. That's something. That's a small thing that you could do that has a huge, a huge, a huge effect. Um, hundred pounds, less than hundred pounds. <laughs> You've got me on that one. Um, so I've said that one. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, how about accessing LABC's awesome website and, and, and the front door website? There, oh, yes, of course you can. That's true. <laughs> yes, there you go. There's lots of information on there that can help. Yeah, so there is the, the front door, the front door website, LABC's website. It's really, really good. You find a lot of information on there. And yeah, that's that's going to cost you nothing um, to look on there. So, yeah, that, that is one. Sorry. Well done for that one. <laughs> Sorry, that so it's, about, it's about getting educated, isn't it? Helping it is householders recognising um, what can yes. they do, getting educated, yes. and also reaching out to your building control, um, local building yeah. control team for, for advice yeah. where appropriate. Yep. Well, thanks so much again for joining us today. Um, I could chat Thank to you, you forever. We we first spoke um, at the Parliament in Parliament um, where we were talking about making the case for action on climate change um, to be through yes. the home improvement sector. Um, yes. and, and that was a great day. Um, it's always nice to, to go into Parliament and it's nice post-COVID that we can start doing things like yes. that again. Yes. Um, and, and helping to to showcase the awesome work that yes. LABC and Building Control and other members of the council are doing to improve the nation's homes together and, and, yes. and helping um, policymakers and influencers kind of realize that there's a lot of opportunity for change yes. Um, yes, in, in the is. home improvement sector. So 
Um, thank you also uh, to our listeners for choosing to listen to us today. Be sure to follow us across social media, searching for at the NHIC. Actually, um, Anthony, what's your uh, Twitter, your social media handle? I'll make sure that goes you, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. It's, bit, um, it's LABC President. LABC President. Yeah, I thought it was. LABC President is my Twitter handle, or the Twitter handle for the president, anyway. Yeah. And, and when is your presidency coming to an end? It's coming to an end in December. So I'm coming, I'm nearly, yeah, it's nearly finished now. Nearly finished. Yeah. So coming to an end in December, a few weeks left, and then I'll be finished. Lovely. Well, it's you, you've made it. I think you've made a huge impact while you've you've been doing it. You've had a tough time with COVID, um, but um, you have made a huge a huge impact. Um, so be sure to follow um, us on social media at the NHIC and also Anthony at LABC President, and subscribe to this podcast Net Zero for Nothing on Apple Podcasts or Podbean for future episodes. Um, don't forget to check out the show notes for all the links to the references that Anthony has mentioned today, as well as other key hints and tips for achieving net zero for nothing in your home. I've been your host, Anna Scothan, and this has been the Net Zero for Nothing podcast from the Home Improvement Council, connecting industry, government and householders on the pathway towards zero carbon homes. <laughs>